Good afternoon and good evening, guys. Timmy is here to give you all the updates on teams and everything like that. Guys, there's not too many overall changes in the teams this week, so we're going to kind of run real quick through them and then we'll come back to some key guys and talk about a few of the good scores and bits and pieces from last week. Um, Before we get into it, Scotty, how'd your team go this week? Oh, mate, probably, I reckon, above average, just. Um, I got 8.19, so around that 11,000K mark. So, yeah, I'd just say a little bit above average, but, yeah, not too. Oh, look, it's not that bad a start to the season, to be honest. I've had worse. We were talking about it. We are talking about it um, before the start of the show. There's about, in the, between that 800 to 850 range, is about 20,000 people's ranks. And it amazingly how how well people have kind of done. So um, it's not a mm. big gap between mm. first and first. And no. Then. The worst thing was, buddy, Egan Bush has probably cost us a few thousand ranks with him getting Sinbin. He probably was on par for a 50-odd. So, um, yeah, he was, and he was very pottish as annoying. well, so that yep. really helped. Really annoying, but uh, well, another week. Uh, um, Scoop, how you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm going all right, thanks. Had a reasonably unscathed week, came out with 8.30, which even though there's a lot of people scored very close, it's good to be a little bit on the plus side. Uh, I avoided a couple of traps, but uh, I mean... It's always some issues. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Foggy, how'd your team go? Yeah, I was probably just under. Uh, I think about average or just a bit under. Still hit the 800s, but only just 806. Um, that yep. got me to 15. I think even just the, the eight, 800 to 820, there's, I think there's, there's about 9,000 ranks in that. So it's, it's not, not yep. worried. And... A bit like Scoop, I, I did um, I did miss a, a few of the, uh, the real traps that appeared out, but yeah, round two, yeah. it's almost the same as round one. So see how we go. Yeah, exactly. And Cookie, how'd your team go? Yeah, not bad. Eight thirty one I got, so I was pretty happy with that. Ooh, nice little flex, mate. Um, nice little flex. Mm-hmm. Any uh, any concerns for you heading into this week? Oh, well, we'll talk about it soon. The big talking point's cheese, so. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, so because there's not too many changes, I'll just be able to kind of run basically through most of the teams. Uh, then we'll come back and we'll talk about a few of the guys. So in terms of changes for Penrith, uh, Eisenhuth comes onto the bench uh, for Scott Sorensen. Wouldn't be surprised to see someone like a Lindsay Smith um, make his way or even Zach Hosking make his way onto the interchange instead of Matt Eisenhuth. As for the bunnies, um, Isaac Thompson's got a got now got a double last name, so it's Isaac Tuitupu Thompson. Um, he uh, nothing else there going on. So Luca Fafita starts at prop with Tom Burgess. Uh, Cartwright joins the bench, and Moali shifts back to the interchange. Although Moali did not train today, uh, possibly feeling some of those effects from Wade Graham's shoulder. Uh, that would see someone like Talis Duncan likely come into the team or even Tane Mill. Um, as for the Eels, Eels backline's pretty, Eels team's pretty much exactly as per last week. 
with uh, Lumen Loom dropping out for Sean Russell. Um, Bailey Simonson's named in the reserved. Uh, Wade Graham is suspended for the Sharks. He's the main one out there, and that means that Teague Wilton will definitely get 80 minutes. Uh, that brings Connor Tracy um, and Royce Hunt onto the bench. Uh, Jack Williams is also out. So the Broncos and Cowboys, not too much is happening in their team. Reese Walsh returns, and that pushes Selwyn Cobo back to the wing. Um, outside of that, the Cowboys are exactly as they were last week. Um, oh, sorry, and that pushes Jesse Arthurs out for the Broncos. For the Roosters, Joey Manu is back this week, and that pushes uh, Drew Hutchinson back to the interchange and Corey Allen out of the team altogether. Um, Fletcher Baker starts at prop with Matt Lodge suffering a caved-in face. Um, not too much else there to talk about. There may be a situation where maybe Wong or Elza Kam ends up on the bench with the Roosters only having Turpin Hutchinson. Uh, Brandon Smith is the other one that's interesting there that has been named. I'm sure we'll get to him soon. For the Warriors, uh, their outside backs are all the same. Their forwards are all the same. Um, not too much changes for them. Um... Bailey Sirenin is listed amongst the reserves, so that's pretty good. The Dolphins, after their first up win against the Roosters, have one change in their team with Mason Teague joining the bench. Uh, Ray Stone drops out. As for the Raiders, uh, Sebastian Chris is still at fullback. Albert Hopwadi joins the wing, replacing cheap shot Jordan Rapata. Um the front row is still exactly the same with no Josh Papali either. Uh, going to the Storm and the Dogs, uh, Tyron Wishart is in the sixth jersey. Everything else is pretty much as it was last week, and that means that uh, Bronson Garlic is on the interchange alongside Alec McDonald, Aaron Penne, and Jordan Grant. Um, as for the Dogs... No changes to the dog side for the Tigers and Knights game. Um, not too much going on there. Fanua Pole drops out and Alex Seafarth joins the side. Seafarth uh, looking to bring a little bit of aggression off that bench. As for the Knights, um, Dan Gagai returns, pushing... Um, Nari Tuala back to the reserves. We'll also see Greg Marzu is listed in the reserves, so he might find himself, himself on the wing for Hunter Hunt. Uh, Adam Elliott has dropped out with Jack Johns joining the interchange. For the Dragons, plenty to talk about here because this is effectively now a new team. So we've got Sloan at fullback. We've got Ben Hunt and Jaden Sullivan. In the front row, we have Molo and Laurie. In the back row, we have Murdoch Masilla. Jack Bird is at lock. Uh, Moses Emboy starts at nine. Toby Couchman is listed to make his debut. And that also means that Jack DeBellin is still out sidelined with a calf injury. Uh, the other thing to keep an eye on for the Dragon side is that Talatala Moan is listed in the reserves. He could make his way into the team. 
um, given that he is no longer under the no-fault stand-down policy. Uh, for the Titans, Titans are going to run out pretty much as they were with Joe Stimson joining the, joining the run-on side late last week. Um, Toby Sexton's listed in case Kieran Foran doesn't pack up, but outside of that, we're all expecting it to go. All right, Scotty, who is your big your big wins from last week? Who are the guys that did really, really well in your team? Oh, well, you, I think... were, you were disappointed not to have in your team. Well, I think Hopgood, he's one of the ones that's going to be a shining light off-season. Um, mate, he's a, he's a PPM. Oh, mate, he's he's an absolute beast playing, what, 80, 84 minutes in, in the middle. Um, yeah, I knew he was going to be a weapon, but I didn't know he was going to be this good. So, um, yeah, he's one of the standouts. It's always good to get a, get ahead of one, right? Like, yeah. Um, every year there's, there's a break. There's usually one breakout early on, like IPAP a couple of years ago. Um, it's always nice to see one coming at least. So a lot of people have jumped on and if not, surely he's, he's probably the only must-have. Yeah, yeah, especially given his break-even this week. So you're going to be talking about a bloke who's done that and then with an incredibly low break-even, you're absolutely going to have to jump on hot good. And it's kind of one of those if you've got a kind of – if that might be one that people look at doing, uh, getting rid of maybe a Brandon Smith or something to – turn into Hopgood if they didn't start with him. But crazy to think that there was something like 60% of the competition didn't start with Hopgood. Um, what about you, Floggy? What was someone that someone else that stood out other than Hopgood? Um, I think uh, like another one that kind of people saw, saw coming, uh, kind of the either between Grant or Haas and Carrigan. Yep, just, just strong output, um, and like they're, they're, they're proven guns. We we saw their effort in the, oh, We've seen them from years past as well. Their guns, they're proven guns. We saw even we saw their efforts in the trials. They've kept up with it, and they're solid. So, yeah, yep. yeah. Actually, probably worth talking about, guys. Right at the start, let's talk about some of the hookers that went off last week. We've got. Damien Cook got a 60-odd. We've got Reese Robson got a 70. Harry Grant got a 70. Um, Jeremy Marshall King got a huge score. I think he got to the 70s, didn't he? Um, yeah. Wade Egan got a good score. Yeah, 64 for Egan. And Reid Marnie as well got a good score. So, Cookie, where are you thinking in terms of some of these uh, hookers that are going around the place? What, what's your sort of thoughts there? Um... Well, there's a number of good options. I've got Grant, so, but yeah, I can see cases for Marnie if you started with him or Cook, who's looked good. Um, Robson was pretty good as well. Yeah. I think there's going to be a situation where people, I remember a couple of years ago in fantasy, a few people had something like three or four hookers um, become their final team. Yeah. You might be in a. The thing. The thing to remember is it's round one as well. So let's just see, like, after three, four rounds, if it's still looking similar or whether their scores do drop off. Cookie, I know, I know where you're going with that, but what do you? Why do you think that their scores might drop off other than round one? I'm just saying that round one, like, I'd rather just sit back rather than just, you know, I need to see a bit more first, like. 
And even if you have a player that didn't score so well, if they haven't lost a lot of cash, maybe it's worth giving them a second go. And then after that, yeah, you know. I was going to back up your comment um, around the hookers, uh, particularly for a lot of those guys because they all racked up really big uh, tackle counts. And a lot of them got tries. Yeah, and then got some tries as well. But a lot of them got really big tackle counts. I think if you're going to have – you need to remember in round one, typically teams play a lot more defensively. They don't tend to throw the ball around. They tend to run through the middle. So those guys in the middle tend to rack up big, big defensive stats. So that is, that's another reason why you do need to be a little bit cautious about loading your team up on hookers. Um, if there was one hooker you were going to, well, let's say two hookers you were going to try and get into your team this week, Cookie, um, what two hookers would you be trying to get into your team? Uh... I, I don't know if I can give you two, but I'd say Reed Marnie would probably be one of them. Yeah. Or, uh, Reed Marnie and Harry Rant. Yeah, okay. Um, Scoop, what about you? Where do you sit on the incredible amount of hookers that appeared last round? Yeah, I'm very keen on Robson. I'm a little bit sad I didn't start with him. A few of us got scared off by that trial with a few missed tackles and no kicking game appeared, but Sure as not, um, he said in the preseason he's working on a kicking game and he put a lovely little grubber in for Drinkwater to go through. So if he can do roll a few of those through this year, he could really, really be a great shout to average 60-plus. Yeah. Yep. Um, Scotty, some of those other guys that jumped out of this, we saw some guys that were not traditionally big scorers like uh, Mark Nichols and a uh, Josh King not traditionally been big scorers, but they had some huge games. Yeah, I think Mark Nichols' one was a little bit of a fluke. He got a try with that. Josh King's an interesting one. Um, I know they get Tarek Sims back this... Is it this week they get him back? Uh, next uh, week. Next At week. At this stage, next week, because he's not there this okay. week. Well, Josh King will get, I think, another big score this week. Um, yeah. And then once Tarek's back, I think Tarek will split... Or will go split the minutes there with him a little bit. Um, yeah, Tohu Harris. Jeez, wasn't he back? 70 and 80 yeah, minutes, that, played 80 in the middle, which was... That wound the clock back, and that was really impressive. That's someone that I've been looking at really closely this week as someone to possibly get... Mm. And uh, Cookie's boy, Ilias, uh, probably his best game of his career. Looked quite good. Looks like he's coming along quite well. Um, Cookie, I've seen, obviously, the team, the bloke that won the comp, uh, won the round this week had Ilias in his team. Seen a few people talking about getting him in. What's your thoughts on getting Ilias in, Cookie? Mm, I reckon that game the other week, that's the highest he's going to score. That was like an outlier yeah. game. Um, uh, it's hard to say. I'd say somewhere around the 40 mark, averaging 40. Right, if you want him, this would be the last yep. week to get him, I think. Yeah. He's still under 500K, so it's still still very, very nice to get, but he's going to have a very... Yeah, but don't be shocked as well if he comes out and scores below 30 this week. That wouldn't shock me either. Yeah, no, that's something definitely to keep in mind. Um, Floggy, let's just flo- focus on the Panthers for a little bit here. So Cleary, I mean, he possibly underperformed slightly. He got a 60, and many people captained him and were hoping for 80s. Uh, Luke Garner turned out... To something to note. 
That was with Sorry. recount. So he was 49, uh, 49 points um, on <laughs> Saturday night, and then we woke up yeah. to a lovely Sunday morning surprise. So yeah, he got he got plenty of good ghost points. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you were saying. Garner. No, you're right. Um, so we got Cleary. That was interesting. We've got Garner. He's an interesting one. And then we probably need to have a quick chat about Luke and Kenny and how that's kind of working out. So where do you, which one would you like to start with? you want to start with Cleary and his ghost points? I think, I mean, I think Cleary, um, I think um, they, just, they just weren't clicking, whether it was um, the confidence just, just wasn't there. So maybe their, their pre-season wasn't as fruitful as, as years gone by. I think I think what happened is um, the confidence levels got shook uh, off the back of the St Helens win, um, and I think yep. that's continued on. I, I know you can't. I, I know you can't. You know, assume that you know, from week even week to week. And I know there was a week in between, but, you, but it, it, it certainly looked like a less confident side that rocked up. Um, yep. Still in it. Still in it. Obviously, it went to Golden Point. Um, but I think yeah. that, that shook him right across the board. And I think Cleary especially looks to have... He wasn't as involved um, as what we have seen in days gone past. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a, it was very much a wrestle, like a wrestle back and forth game in that game too. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it, was a, it was a credit to the Eels, I think. Um, and Hojo there. Hojo did his, did his job. And, but um, yeah, I think... I think We'll probably see Cleary come back surely. There's a reason why he's he's, he's known to be the best fantasy player to play. So we'll we'll see how we go. So do you captain him this week then, Floggy? Based on the back of that, I mean, it's a matchup. Like he he's he's proven to be matchup proof, but I mean, how many other players ended up with an extra twenty? Like, well, once you captain him, yeah, 20 points. Yeah, 20 points, 22 points, um, or 11 points um, on, a, on a recalc. So he's certainly touched by the unicorn. Yeah. So um, at least you've got that going, you know. So I think I think surely you can. Um, not too many people, like people started with, with two to three guns. Uh, I'm always very much... Um, Avoid just taking round one as a sure thing moving forward because some, some and, and a lot of players, and we'll see that come next week. Um, some of the players that you know scored really highly in that first week um, certainly may not the next week as well. Um, so if, if clear is your yep. best bet, then go for it. You've got the likes of Murray. We'll talk about him soon as well. Um, where because yep. the forwards are lacking now for the Roosters, I'm uh, uh, sorry, the Rabbitohs in the same game. Um, He's got he's got a bunch of, bunch of work to do, so for that reason, uh, he's a good shout. So I think it certainly opens up the conversation to be more than um, who's not captain, captaining Cleary, but oh, I don't know. Yeah, at the end of the, the amount of times last year when you when you didn't pick Cleary as your captain and then you blitzed it, can you mm-hmm. risk it? Bloggy, he just did sixty one the other week and he barely did anything. Like that's sixty without doing much. He could have also had Absolutely. a few try assists. Like, I'm captaining him this week because I think Pemrith are going to come out and handle it. I agree. I'm, I'm doing the same. That's where I'm doing the same. But at the same time, for those who are looking to try and keep ahead of the game, yeah. if anyone, honestly, you, there's, there's other reasons why some players 
may outscore him this year. Um, like I said, with Murray um, and their, their lineup, um, uh, and we, we saw impacts of even bench players uh, well outscoring him purely from injuries. So there's a few extra options out there and a few extra questions out there than just um, just Captain Cleary every week. But I'll, I'll be cap- I, I'd prefer to Captain Cleary and I'll just worry about everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. All right, yeah. um, Cookie, while you're here, mate, Luke Garner. Yeah, do you, want to know, do you want to know my standout? Well, I do, but and then you can tell me about Luke Garner. Yeah. My standout last week in a very poor beaten team was Adam Dewey. Um, that was my standout, but he got 64. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, how much owned is he? He's only about 10% owned, so, you know, I thought it would be 15, yeah, 15% owned or higher, but... Uh, were you skyrocketing up the ranks with him, Cookie? Because I was. Uh, I wasn't paying attention, to be honest, but because uh, I wasn't going so well when he was on 20-odd and I didn't want to look at my rank. And then I looked later on and, yeah, so I think you're right. Went from exactly 10%. At half-time to um, well in the top 10,000 in one half just from Adam Dewey. Yeah, yeah I was like 25K up to... Yeah, and, that, and that's in a game where they were quite poor and he still got 64. We've seen this from years ago, Bind, though. No, I think... Where there's teams that, in, in real life, they're, they're travelling fairly poorly. But there's always players who stand up and, as a result, fancy-wise, they score well. You saw that with McInnes a few years back when the Dolph, uh, when the Dragons were struggling. Uh, as the same team, Frizzell, when he was back with them as well. Um, there's usually a, a couple of players that stand out, even in the losing sides, that tend to gobble up the fantasy points because their their effort levels are on overdrive to, to keep keep the challenge going, and that's just because they're competitors. Um, yeah, and I, I think that was much the same for there. Did you um did, just sidetracking for a sec? Did you see what Wacko's Whispers posted this afternoon, Timmy? No, mate. What did they post? This, he's saying he's hearing Nico Hines is out till round five. Yeah, I heard that too. Obviously, that's the rumor. Mm. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if he comes back for the local derby against the Dragons. So it's got the narrative written all over. Is that round four? Is that round four, us? Yeah. Yeah, four, four to five is where the kind of the spot we're thinking if it was a tear. And it seems like the tear is, is what it is. Yeah. I mean, that would be yeah. the best game for him to come back. It would be eased back. Yeah, you can carry Trindle on the bench that game. wouldn't matter. 100%. He, he'd be 14. Would he be 14 on the, the normal lineup? Not necessarily. Mm. Not necessarily, but he probably would that week because Wade Graham will still be out. Well, is he he's still fighting? Is he fighting it now? Is it confirmed yet? Because I thought he was more. fighting, fighting it. now. He fought, fought, fought and lost. Ah, oh, lost. It's, it's, it's done. Okay. Yeah, well, it sends up the, um, uh, is it, um, Wilton, 100%. Steve Wilton. Shores up his, his stocks because that was one yeah. that we were kind of worried about, the rotation for him. Um, he's, he's locked in yeah. for eight yeah. I think the sooner Hines comes back, the sooner T. Yeah, well, yeah. and I mean, he missed eight tackles the other night and he's still got 45. Yeah, Absolutely. Cookie, um, I did touch on Garner before. Where yeah. are we sitting on Garner? He's, you've got to trade him out if you have him. Just just get rid of him. Penrith have got to buy soon. Um, 
yeah, you could maybe go to, depends how much bank you have, you could get a Ryan Sutton or, or someone like that. Or if you wanted to free up some cash, I don't know, is Bryce Cartwright an option? Scoop might be able to tell us more about him. Yeah, or if you don't have Lee Arrow or Katoa, there's plenty of options. But, yeah, Garner's trash. Because mm. I've seen quite a few teams wanting to do Garner to Cartwright, but I just don't know, like, is Madison going to start it when he comes? What are your thoughts, guys, on Cartwright? The, the break-even's nice. Yeah, so easy you, cash you're, grab. You're due for a big cash, cash hit early. But, um, yeah, well, you'd, you'd have to see because um, – uh, it's next. It's only next week that Madison's back. So, um, I think round four is it? Round yeah. four. Okay. Um, yeah. So you only need weeks. to hit forties to make a hundred k between now and he'll, then. He'll be off the bench as well, so there will be a little bit of trailing, trailing uptick as well. Given he's had a negative break even this week, um, it, it takes a lot to. You know, I, I think in the in the teams he's played in recently getting access to the ball has been an issue and it certainly wasn't an issue on the weekend. So, What, what do you make of it, Scoop, around this cut? Because you're a para supporter. Yeah, that's that's the issue. Does Hopgood's playing incredibly well. If he plays out of his skin in the next couple of weeks, does Matto just go back to edge? He was very, very good in his 50-minute middle uh, stints last year from the bench as a super sub, but I mean, Hopgood probably loses a few minutes, but he's just doing so well so far. Uh, the worry is that he only gets two weeks and then is gone, but that's still probably 100k if he can hit 40s. It's not so bad. And if he doesn't, well, that's probably a lot more than that, as you say, with that break-even leveling itself out over a few more weeks before Lane gets back. It wouldn't shock me if uh, Maddo's eased into it, right? Well... Well, he might have to just the bench. Him. He might have to rip and tear, given he's missed a couple of games. Because he's missed him with suspension. They might just be like, no, you need to go and rip and tear, bud. But he would come back. Like I think they, that was one of the things looking at the parasite that they're actually missing was some someone with some grunt off the bench. So I I wouldn't be shocked to see him on the bench playing that fifty minute role still. I think I think Hopgood's well and truly. I think he, if he blitzes it again this week, surely that's his spot. Like, I'm not so I, sure. I don't, I, you I, I, yeah, I'm going to disagree with this because I think Hopgood will move into the prop rotation after 25 minutes because Hopgood can play front row as well. He can play edge what, as well. What to bring Maddo on in the bench. Cup? Yeah, yeah, and Maddo okay. plays middle. But do you think yeah. and just plays the 50, 50 minutes out or fifty five sixty out? Yeah, probably closer to sixty, I reckon. But, but do you think like yeah. the injection of him moving to prop will affect his points too too much? No, nah. because I think you just because nah. I mean yeah, I reckon you're, you're, just like you're set to play eighty. You've got to hold a bit in the tank. But if you're running off prop, knowing you've got a rest mm. coming up, well, well, you know what? It might be even better because he's going to take more runs, so he might get more offloads. So. If, that, if that's what happens, Cartwright could still get 50 to 55 minutes then. Potentially, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. One played... of those blokes is playing for a spot. Yeah, I think. Well, so far, I think the battle at the moment is more Dury versus Cartwright at the moment. And Cartwright kind of edged ahead this weekend, but 
Yeah, Brad Arthur's said though that Jory's the front, front, like kind of front runner, and he wants to build him up to eighty minutes. But, well, Jory yeah. played well; it just didn't translate to fantasy, yeah. so it just yeah. sucks for us. Yep. Um, so Garner's definitely one to get rid of. Uh, I know that a lot of people were keen to jump on Sonny Luke. He only got that twenty-five minutes. Um, so definitely one to well. keep an eye on. He's it's probably one to look at after the buy. After the buy, mm. I reckon, because yeah. they've got the buy round three. You won't make too much money this week. I reckon he'll get more minutes this week. I reckon he'll get close to thirty-five, and they'll build him up to about fifty, fifty-five. He's 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 going to be one you want. I reckon he's going to make a ton of cash. Yeah, you might look to, you might look to trade out like a trindle a to him or something like that. That's not yeah. Nice yet, that's a good shout from you. All right, so then you've got over in the bunny side, you've got Cam Murray. We've spoken about him. He is a genuine captaincy option this week, and that's because the bunnies have no troops left. Um, Davey Moale is... Do you reckon it is, though, Timmy, with um, the the rumours of, like, ARU swooping? Is there a bit of head noise that you... It's a bit of a risk to Captain Murray? Mate, if it, potentially, if he's playing for a contract, he might just... He might really go hard. That's true. He might shut up, right? He's not going anywhere. Stop stirring the pot. <laughs> apparently, he's apparently rugby union are hunting pretty hard for him. He won't be getting. I think. I think this week, Roscoe. I think. I think you can be pretty safe and bank on him as a captain. I think so. <laughs> I don't think he's got many other choices this week. Um, so that does mean that someone like Shaq Mitchell or Michael Cheekham are people you could look at. Uh, they're both going to have negative break-evens. Probably go Cartwright over them. Yeah, because Tatola um, is going to be back in round three. Arrow's likely back round four. And they're saying Host and Selly are looking at round four-ish as well, round three to four. So um, Shaq might have to keep his spot thought- once those four come back. Yeah, exactly. I think exactly. like Cheekham um, Cheek might still hold a bench. Is Roosters round four cookie? Is that when it is? Yeah. Round three, mainly round four. Yeah, okay. uh, Isaac Thompson had a reasonable score. Don't lose hope with him. Just stay solid. Uh, Teague Wilton and Braden Trindle are probably the two big ones to talk out of the Sorry, can you, I just have to interrupt. Isaac Thompson, 34. Jackson Paulo, 22. Shut I'm monitoring this close. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it being interrupted then to get that out. Um, so T. Wilton and Braden Trindle. Uh, Cookie, you were pretty quick to jump on Braden Trindle last week. That was a good shout from you, mate. Um, and we talked about that there, riding it through till when Cleary turns up. Uh, T. Wilton's the other one. Um, someone mentioned it before, basically... Uh, needing Nico Hines back for Teague Wilton. Who is that? I think Roscoe made mention of it. Uh, kind yeah. of uh, very similar to the um, foreign DFE precedent, yeah. where clearly we saw on the weekend unlocked him, um, just getting getting that reception of ball. So, um, and I think. I think we 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 saw that there was Graham's 
rotation involvement was there as well. So that is something that as of now, um, since he is he's Gornski's for a little while, um, that's something that uh, we'll, we'll probably yep. see Wilton's minutes uptick because not too sure else who who else they they're going to have pop there. Um, so I think I think he's it'll uptick a little bit, but I think the um, getting Hines there and getting that reception, I think is going to going to get him back to those figures we saw last year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Scoop moving to the Broncos really quickly. Um, Reese Walsh jumps into that side. Now, I've seen a few people talk about bringing Reese Walsh in instead of uh, Brandon Smith, if Brandon Smith was out injured. What's your thoughts on getting Reese Walsh in this week? Yeah, I'm, I'm not too keen. We kind of got, we saw one of Walsh and one of Reynolds and neither of both in the same team through round one and both trials. So I just don't know how the split's going to be. And I don't think jumping off a maybe bust to another maybe cash cow uh, mid-ranger is worth a whole trade. I don't think it's um, anything but sideways. Yeah, I like that. Um, Carrigan and Haas, Roscoe, if you haven't got one of them, is it absolute urgent to try and get one or is it just deal with it? I don't have either and I'm so devoted. I've got Tarpanay and Murray. Um, Murray's the worry for me. He's just got to pull his finger out, stop missing tackles and getting these demerits. But he could go big. He's, like you've said, um, got to play 80. So, But, yeah, Carrigan, amazing. Can he do that every week? Yet to be seen. Haas was always the weapon that we knew. He's back, baby. You can't go wrong. And, I mean, to throw your boy Cotter in there, there's, like, five middle forwards that are just top class now. So... I guess we're all yeah. gonna have them and by season's end. Yep, absolutely. Um yeah, so Roscoe, you just touched on Cotter. He's another one of those group in the middle there that people are gonna really, really want. Um Robson was the one we touched on before. He's going quite well. Pretty sure he outscored Damien Cook this week. Um Joey Manu <laughs> coming back into the Roosters side. Joey Marner coming back into the Rooster side is an interesting one for me because um, given how close he is now to the Roosters' buy and everything like that, he's one that you want to pick up well after, probably after that Roosters' buy. So he might be one to hold off on, especially when they got a better forward pack around. Yeah, um, I think around like the round six or seven. Jumping the gun there, Timmy. Their their draw eases up after around like six or seven, I think. So yeah, mate, yeah. Manu, come on, one of the best. That's when I'm thinking. That's when I'm thinking you want Joey Manu as well, Roscoe. His um, main main benefit through the year too is owning him through those those um, buy rounds for Origin. Um, we've we've seen what he does when he's sitting at the back. So that's that you have to have him for them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Egan Butcher, we talked about this pre-show. Floggy, while you're there, mate, we talked about the idea that basically his his sin binning probably cost him an easy fifty. Oh, easily he was he was so close. I think he hit fifty once, but um, look, we we saw a, a, a side that's well known for their attacking in terms of fantasy, um, their attacking strength and their attacking scores. 
Um, and their their possession and their completion was absolutely horrendous. It's it's like the worst I've ever I've seen them play in a long, long time. Um, so we saw a lot of players that generally would see um, higher scores than what they got. Um, and I think that, I mean there was a lot of stuff today about like surely they come firing back. They would have been they would have been handed a um, they would have been absolutely handed it uh, through the week. Um, to, to step up yeah. and make this happen because that's what we saw there. That's that's troubling stuff. Watch, watching them, I mean, not saying credit to the Dolphins up up the fins, Roscoe, um, but fins 100%, up, baby. But yeah, geez, I, I would probably call that sixty percent Roosters error, forty percent Dolphins. Yeah, I'm with you, yeah. Floggy. Can everyone just calm it down on the Roosters? Yeah, like, I agree. They just, they had one off game and everyone's rubbing them out. Like, watch them put like a score on Warriors this week and just all your boys that you probably, you're thinking about trading out are going to get 50s or 60s. Like, just relax it. Like, come on. The Roosters players are well known for scoring well in fantasy because of their attacking stats. And there was no, they didn't have the ball to get the stats. Now that's not the yeah. zero ball. When they got the ball, you you've got to hold the ball to be able to. Yeah, Cookie, Thanks, they're not, what we're saying, they're not going to get any worse. Yeah, they're I know, but I look at that bench this week and it's so thin. It makes me think. See, uh, like, like, like South, mate, yeah, what were you going to say, if, Cookie? Uh, cheese, Scotty? Cheese, cheese is going to. If you've listened to a few podcasts with Trent Robinson on them, he says they take about eight to ten weeks to reach their full potential. So they're slow starters. Yeah. It's a plan. Yeah, right? it's a plan. It's not. They've always been slow starters. Always have. They have. They have. Not that slow. So, now, yeah. Now, Cookie touches on an interesting point there around Brandon Smith, um, and I want to I want to point to particularly something that Paulie was talking about on his show today about the idea of um, Brandon Smith particularly scoring really well when he's at hooker rather than spending a lot of time at lock. Where do you guys kind of sit on that? We we saw on the weekend, and you brought it up before, um, Matt King, um, even uh, Gilbert, um, we saw blokes in the middle because – it also, I think it stems, and what we're going to start seeing is hookers sneaking back in as not maybe not the hookers of old, where you know you had a bench full of, of, of hookers because they were the top scoring sides. But the rule change of having, and, and, and I know the refs haven't really strongly been pushing that yet, but it's a new change where players have to have both their feet behind the ref. Um, what that does is it opens up, opens up, it gives us, a, gives a little just a few further seconds for the ball to come out. And what we'll probably see is a lot more scoots this year, uh, a lot more running behind the ruck um, and a lot of fight over the middle. Um, we saw that on the weekend and what that benefits is the lock and the hooker rolls scoring a lot of points, whether it's through the tackles or them taking those runs. Um, and we saw a lot of the locks. And what's interesting, not a whole lot of props scored well, but the locks did. So... Whether that's it, – it's just a, a fluke, I'm not sure, yeah. but we've had one round yeah. and nearly every single top scorer in the midsection have mostly been in the lock position when they did it. Yeah, but boys, like, uh, it's round one and, 
what, what, what are they lacking? It's fitness. So it's a lot of one-out football. So it's always yeah. going to stick to the middle corridors in these early rounds. When they get the game fitness up, then they're going to spread it out further. It's just the way it always is. It's very... The, the other talking count round cheeses the ribs. That's the massive talking point. It's one to watch. It's not one that... Uh, well, like what Roscoe said, if it's, he's it's, it's going to be a big issue. Yeah, but the Roosters often name plays and then last minute they either get pulled out or they're well, I don't think that that's going to be a big issue, though, for Brandon Smith. He might miss one week. He might miss, He might even end up missing two and end up becoming three. It's probably not a bad Can I ask a Swiftex burning question, Cookie? Which one's more <laughs> of a worry, Brandon Smith's ribs or Latrell's knee? Latrell's knee. I've already said Latrell won't play. He didn't yeah. train. The, the the tricky part the tricky part golf is today. To, to, <laughs> so, to, to push it back though, if it if it was the the biggest worry, oh Mitchell God. like because Rabbitohs play first, so it makes it a bit easier because you know you know ahead yep. of time. Whereas Roosters play in the middle <laughs> of the card, so but you know I, th- I think so many people have him. Oh, I love how cookies, cookies like the Roosters are playing games naming cheese, but they've named Latrell and done the exact same thing. <laughs> um, was really impressed with Jackson Ford. I think he's one. If you haven't jumped on Jackson, I think he's a good shout. Um, CNK, I was surprised to see how well he went. Um, but do you think, Scoop, do you think CNK can back that up against the Roosters? Uh, it's hard to know. It was very good signs that he could get back to that huge base stats um, in the last couple of years. Uh, he has got a very tough draw, and that was one of the two easy games pretty much in the first 10 rounds. I think I think that because he's kicked off to that good start and got the break even low, he can roll on and make some cash. Um, yeah, but don't expect another like massive score again. Although he did... They didn't give him that very obvious try save, uh, which is very interesting. But I mean, he's still probably one that if you have, you're very, very happy. I don't know whether I'd rush out and buy him this week, but he's definitely one of the better options. It was first the Knights, too. So oh. the, the, every year there is also teams. Again, we're talking round one. So look, any every player that scored well this week, last week, sorry, could go just horribly this week. But there's there's usually a few teams every year where once with the with the the matchups in terms of team versus team, um, generally they shed a few more fantasy points than 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 others. Um, the Knights uh, look they're my they're, that's who I follow. But the last couple of years, Knights has been on that list when there's a when I'm fifty fifty between two players. If someone if one of those players is first in the Knights the next the next week. Uh, generally, I'm I'm picking them because they'll they'll usually have an extra few points in them just purely uh, for, as the the tackles fall off, little things like that. <laughs> so um, yeah. yeah, I think any team, especially the the bottom three from last year, any 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 teams that are matching up against them, you got to take their scores with a bit of a grain of salt as well. Um, that's that's why there's there's such a terminology as the three date rule, uh, or even the the two date rule, just round one, pull your jets, just have, just have a look, try and save the trades. Yep. yep. Um, a few people, a number, a large number of people jumped on Hammer. Um, I don't know if any of us here had Hammer, but a number of people had him and he got a 50. Uh, so 
is he one to look at? Uh, probably too late now, right? It's now and ever. 400k, it's pretty expensive. Um, history says that he can do it, but is it a routine thing? I don't know. I don't think so. But um, more more data, please. I think they played out of their skin. Um, let's see if they can back it up. Yep. Um, moving to the Raiders, you've got Harley Smith Shields, who some people jumped on, um, can improve that score. Uh, Joe Tarpanay can definitely improve that score. Um, you've got to remember there for the first half against the Cowboys, basically Raiders had no ball. So there's no opportunity for him to make the run meters or anything like that, that he, could have made. Um, uh, Starling had a good game. I don't think you can back that to happen very often, um, given that he's on the bench. Um, For Melbourne, Warbrick. Warbrick was probably, I guess for some people, some people were disappointed by Warbrick, Scotty, but he didn't get a try. 29 base stats, you beauty. Exactly, that's exactly where I was going. So he's, yeah. he's someone... Take that I every really day of the week for a, a base. Very confident with. Um, moving to outside of that, there's not too much going on. You might want to have a look at Wishart, but it's not really worth it. Um, it could be a week or nothing. Could Yeah, would probably not worth it. Um Loyero and Katoa were both very good. Uh, do keep an eye on them. One of them may be uh, may drop out next week when Tarek Sims returns, but highly doubt it. Um, as for the doggies, uh, Alamotti. Scoop Alamotti was a little bit disappointing. I think people were hoping for these big 30s and 40s from Alamotti, but at the same time, the dogs are also disappointing. So, yeah, I think you can't worry too much about Alamotti. Some cheapies in their first couple of NRL games are always going to take a little bit to get used to it, especially if the team starts off slow. I think even though the Tigers and the dogs massively improved their rosters, it's going to take a little bit to gel. And we saw that with both of them having surprise, disappointing losses this week. Uh, Alamotti's fine, he'll come good, but he just won't explode out of the blocks like some of the others have. Now, I'm not sure I'm a huge fan of this, but I've seen it a couple of times. Um, Cookie, and that's people talking about trading out Matt Burton. Mm. I'm not sure I'm a fan. Where do you sit on trading out Matt Burton this week? No, I think if you picked him, you picked him for a reason and you need to back that, you know. I don't think he's going to play as bad as that. Again. Probably shouldn't have picked him from the start, though, Cookie, right? Yeah. Yeah, but if you were doing him to an Ilias, I don't really see that as... I wouldn't do it. See, I see that as points chasing. I think you're just chasing yeah, points. That, as that, I agree. That's you, what I'm saying. You don't yeah. think Ilias can back that up? Oh, come on, Russ. You know this game well. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, like saying you don't, you, you don't think Hammer's going to score 50 every week you know the end alright uh, 
Let's move to the Tigers and Uto. Just, just real quick, the... sorry, Jimmy, just on kick meters oh, sorry, as mate. well. Sorry, mate. Um, just just regarding Birdo. So the kick meters, yes, what we, we we saw a bit of a we, – we won't talk about kick-house kick, but Christ. Um, Flano stole a fair chunk of Birdo's kick meters, um, which took out yep. a lot of uh, – a bit of his, his base so did Reed. Uh, that we yeah. usually would expect. Yeah, yeah, he nearly took 100 as well. So bet- between Flano and, and Mahoney, yep. they they took nearly half the kick meters uh, off Birdo. So normally he's sitting about the 400s, three, three 400s, um, and he only ended up with two, 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 250, I think. Two. So um, he had a lot of kicks, but usually we, we see a little bit more points come out of that. So I think that that's affected him as well, um, whether that's just a new thing that they're trying to do to try and spread out the kicks to make it a little bit less um, predictable maybe in their attacking you know, fifth tackle. Um, but, yeah, we, we missed a lot of points yep. out of Birdo for that as well. So he's definitely one to watch. And if we see that kind of happen again, I think we're, we're, you might need to start looking looking at uh, an alternate option for him for, for, for next for week after next. Yeah. Um, and also keep in mind, Oloopal is the one that they're looking at to try and get into the team at some point. Uh, he had... He had 200 kick metres in uh, New South Wales Cup and was quite dominant. So it may be a situation there that Burton just doesn't have a lot of kick metres or has less kick metres this year. So maybe commentation on the weekend. Commentation on the weekends, though, they they actually made a point of uh, there were some points where his kicks, they, they even commented, oh, that's a bit different to what we've seen in the past where he's really known for those massive bombs or those, those, he, yeah. he's, probably, he's one of the, the biggest kickers in the game. Um, he's got a long boot on him or a big boot on him, um, and we kind of didn't really see either um, on the on the weekend. So it's a bit, it was a bit weird. It was weird, um, especially yeah. when he was normally the guy who was usually and always their their fifth fifth tackle option um, to get him out of trouble. We, we saw it shared around, and yeah, that's going to affect his points. Yeah. Yep. Um, one guy I do want to mention from that doggy side, that's Jacob Preston. I think if you jumped on Jacob Preston, um, you've got two choices. Either trade him out to someone better or you sit and you hold him and you wait until one of Kikau or Faitala Mariner get injured. Um, once one of them get injured, they'll be the first person up. So that's that's your other option, but I'd, I'd be leaning to trading him out. And Sutton did well. Sutton did well. He did his yeah. job and he, and Ryan he got Sutton, uh, 40, well. 40, yeah, Ryan Sutton, 40, 40, 44, 47, I think. 40, um, 47, 47. Yeah, 47. So he Sutton was one that Cookie talked about in the preseason. Um, so Tried to tell him to go him over Uto. He's a dumb, isn't he? Yeah, well, hey, I tried telling him as well. Yeah. Not even in the LMP overall league, Scotty, so shut up. Come and get me, baby. So speaking... Yeah, we're talking about ultimate cats here. You've been the ultimate cat, given... <laughs> oh, him. here we go. Here we Which go. is great. So, great. so let's got... go back to... Let's go to Utah. Reveal yourself, Utah Paul. kind of, kind of screwed, screwed himself over there as a, a potential cash cow. He got 30 Bloody and 50 minutes. 
I guess you can't really touch him. Uh, he is one that you might consider jumping off. Um, Talau, look, there was every chance after Talau's first trial that this was a chance. Um, Talau will probably need a try to score well, um, which is not uncommon for centres. He does give you that DPP, so I guess you just kind of suck that one up. Um, the Knights. Miller look good, Scotty? Yeah, mate. Looks like he's going to make a bit of cash uh, in a uh, pretty terrible game, to be honest. So, yeah, he looks good. He he was probably my pick there for you guys. Um, I know Ponga, well, I mean, Ponga went off for HIA. Jackson Hastings did all right, but it, my pick was Lachlan Miller. He looks really good. So, yep, I agree. Um, to do Dragons. So I do want to spend a bit of time here on the Dragons. Um, is there anyone that you're looking at getting into your team uh, scoop around the Dragons side? Because I'm really torn on Dragons players. Yeah, it's hard to know what's happening with uh, guys like Embi just being named in places you wouldn't expect him to be. And also, uh, who is it? Uh, DeBellin's still not in. Jack Bird at lock yeah. is potentially interesting, though, because he does have the center edge duel. And although he is Mr. Fixit number two, I reckon there's three players in the game that should have omnipositional. And that's one of them's Jack Bird. But yeah, if Embi can yeah. keep being the utility in Bird stays lock, he could potentially be a good keeper center. But it's hard to say. Is it worth it to trade from Brandon Smith if you're worried about his ribs? Or is that just sideways trading in round one? You don't need to do? Yeah, exactly. Um, guys, it's, it, it's really one of those tricky ones because I just don't trust... I don't trust Anthony Griffin. Um, one, I don't trust that he's going to be there for a long time. Um, I, I think he struggles to see through to origin. I, I'm just not sure if I can trust any of these guys. You've got BMM starting in the second row, could make some cash. Tyrell Sloan could make cash. Where are you guys at? Also, Amone too. Um, he's, yeah. he's been cleared as well, so that kind of even shuffles shuffles the ranks even further. A lot of minutes in the emergencies. Um, I'm on Ben Murdoch. Jack Bird. I'm on Murdoch. Yeah, I think Jack. Sorry, Bird. Scotty. What was that? Cooking cool. interrupted you. I'm on Ben Murdoch. Masilla. He's going to make some coin now, and if he stays there for yeah. a long enough period, he'll get that DPP round five or six whenever uh, they end of round six. So, there you go. So I'm, um, yeah, hoping he brains it there. And I don't think they've got too hard a draw either. Uh, let me just double check. Um, yeah, the Titans this week, Bronx, which they they could beat the Bronx. Um, Sharkies. Yeah, they're yeah, their bogey the, team, mate. Yeah. See, their their start isn't, and then they've got the Titans again round six. So their start isn't too bad. So I, I think they could jag a couple of wins. Like I think. I think Ben Murdoch Masilla is almost a must-have because yeah, I've got him too. He's, really, he's decent. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, Bird, Bird, and Ben Murdoch Masilla would be the ones, right? I've got him as well, Timmy. Yeah. Ben Murdoch Masilla. Yeah. Oh, blueprint. I think he's almost yeah because he's going to get what eighty minutes on that edge. 
Uh, I don't know if well, he's got the motor. He might play 65. He's a pretty big unit, but either, apparently either way. Apparently he's lost 10 kilos, though. So, I think ooh. he played 70 minutes. Can your sources confirm? Yeah. Yeah, just look him up on an RL app. Sensational. There you go. Big motor, big boy. Plenty of points. I mean, if he's, he's, if he's trimmed he, down to play edge, he's not a, not a bad shout. Well, he's got he's got the attacking upside too. Like, he, he can offload, he can break tackles as well. So I think, yeah, I think you're crazy if you don't have him. The only issue is if Griffin gets a sack and then there's a reshuffle and that's that's the, that's the problem. So, yeah. And but even so, if it's 35s, 40s, like, that's yeah. it's decent. Like, slow burn. Well, we got hold him until he's made his money. Well, we got 45 in the trial. I think he played close to 80. So, you know, that's all we, that's, yeah, okay. that's all we need. That's all we need, gentlemen. That's a good. That's a good shout. Um, Jack Bird's one that's really interesting because he's he, he's got that really tricky price. So you basically you probably got to go Brandon Smith to Jack Bird. Um, potentially you could go an Egan Butcher, but you probably shouldn't. There's not. Uh, but you're probably going to need a little bit of cash if you're going to go someone like a. Uh, Luke Garner or something like that. So it's, it, he is a really tricky price to get in and could be playing every other position from here on out as well. So it, it's really hard to know. Um, anything else there in the Dragon side that we probably should talk about a bit more? Guys? Neg, negatory. Neg. All right, then let's switch over to the Titans. A couple there to talk about. Santa Boyd is one that you're going to enjoy a fun roller coaster with. He'll get some uh, attacking stats. He'll miss some tackles. Um, but that's what you're going to get for that price. Uh, Joe Stimson. I jumped on Joe Stimson. Um, was relatively happy with what he gave me last week. Uh, anyone else? Teacher. That's a good move. That's ballsy. Yeah. I'm hoping I hey. Yeah, I'm hoping I can get some forties out of him and make some decent cash off him. Um nothing really else worth talking about. Some people were talking about Sam Verrills. Um they had rocks in their heads, so that was a stupid choice on their part. Um Anything else there, guys? David Fafita looked good. Oh, but... didn't he? Mm. Mm. And and he's re and he's re-signed. So all his contract talks is gone. Watching he... Tank now. And he moved over to <laughs> moved over to the left as well. So Forum will be up his uh, behind and into him. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine Forum lets him have a easy run. A cruisy day or anything like that. So uh, that's I, I'd be very keen on trying to get Dave Fafita in at some point as well. Um, outside of that, guys, I don't think there's too much else to really talk about. No. What about what about your your call of the year, Tino? Is he gonna turn oh. it around? Jeez, didn't that let a few people down? Um, I think he ended up at about a seven percent ownership, and he just didn't go that well. I I don't know what you do nah, there. Just one of those weeks, right? 
Maybe. Maybe. I would I would be tempted to jump off Tino. If you've if you're on Tino, I'd be trying to turn him into any of those other big names that we kind of talk about. Just because they're going up and he's going down. I think you've got to deal with a bloke that's got a break even a seventy this week. Straight um, to Shaq Mitchell, he'll say. Well, could be. Could be the way to go. But particularly looking at going to like a Carrigan or a Cotter, um, trying to go one of those big name forwards instead of just purely on price now. You don't want to... I know people talk about don't trade guns and stuff, but the Tino could be 650, 600 in, in two or three weeks' time. And that's not really worth it, especially when you've got someone like a Carrigan and everything going up. So... You did jump yeah, on. He's going into origin. Yeah. If you did jump on a Tino, maybe, maybe look at a Carrigan instead. Um, good job. Thanks, guys. Uh, anyone else have anyone that they want to bring up really quickly? No. Um, Munster. We didn't touch on Munster. Oh, sorry, mate. Yes, go for it. Oh, just just the options. I mean, uh, he's, he's worth a lot of cash, so more than likely people aren't going to want to sit on him. Uh, Storm are notorious for saying um, a player will be will be two weeks and turn into six fairly quickly. Um, but we, I don't think they can afford to do that with Munster. So you, you, maybe you could hold him, but yeah, there's a, there's arguments two and four for for trading him or, or holding. Um, but this early on, we, we've run through a few. Um, Dewey, um, Cherry I, Evans as well. I think if if you Cherry haven't Evans got Dewey, still. Dewey would be my Dewey would be my pick if you haven't got Dewey. But yeah. geez, holding a week and going to Cherry Evans is pretty tempting as well. He blitzed it. Um, I wasn't it's the DCE I was show. Happy to put my hand up and say I was wrong. I did. Tell I did. Boys. I did. I did take take on the, the the manly, and my comment was to watch out for Cooper Johns because him and Cherry Evans do play a similar role. Both of them are halfbacks, yeah. but boy, I I was wrong. He he blitzed it. He was on fire. Yeah, and outside of the fact that he, flying under the outside radar, of the fact he got a couple of tries. I, geez, he was. He was probably nearly the most dominant half all weekend. So I, if if you're happy to wait for a week and then that way if more information comes out and it looks like Munster's then going to miss a few weeks, mm. that would possibly you, you be the best situation. You can't hold Munster. You've got to go straight to Adam Dewey. It's a no-brainer. Like that's, it's that's, dead set and no brain. You can't you have to go to Adam Dewey straight that much money. But you can't hold. Yeah, for one you're week. You're going to fall behind. If if, if merely no way, you can't hold that on the bench. That's a like top know, tier and player. Then you'll you have can't. out next week, the following week. Like you can't have that. If man, if Manly didn't have the buy, I think um, would have solved a lot more issues. But um, yeah, I think yeah. I think Dewey and Cherry Evans are in the same mould. Um, just I think Cherry Evans may have beat. Adam Dewey this week, but they're, they're both in it. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. That's fair. All right. Um, Cookie, no one else you want to talk about? Who have you got in draft? I had a good week. I was happy. Wrap it up. Later. 
All right. Thanks, guys. We will wrap that up there. I was just going for a little bit of a fish there. So thank you very much, guys, for a fun podcast. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night with our Q&A. As always, guys, if you are liking what we're doing, please share the podcast on your socials. Um, the more our community grows, the more that we can do for you. Uh, particularly, make sure you check us out on the LMC Late Mail Crew Discord. Um, you'll be able to find plenty of us in there and we can answer any of your questions at any stage. Um, sometimes you can't find Cookie in there, though, because he's normally on another Discord server. All right, guys. Have a good night. Bye.